Chapter 3. The Manologues. A war rages inside me. The Manologues speak, but you can't hear them. The Manologues cry, but you ignore them. From the time of my birth, I was taught. Big man no cry. What has been seen as a blessing has always been my curse. Always be strong. Carry the burden of the world on my shoulders. No living, breathing being should ever have to bear this cross. I am a man. I am strong. I don't cry. I don't hurt. I don't feel pain. Yet I bury my pain in the arms of recklessness, senseless, irreparable things that only numb my reality. I am a man. I am strong. But I am weak. As I slowly walk in the room, I wonder if I'm making the right decision. I'm not crazy. Yeah, sometimes I drink and smoke too much. I only hit her once. It was her fault. I, I'm not a, a, a woman beater like, like my father was. I don't need counseling. I only hit her once. She just wouldn't stop lying to me like, like my mother used to. My mom always told me lies. I guess in her own way, she was trying to ease the reality of poverty. But she was a horrible liar. But oh, did she tell me the most epic lie of them all. Said she was going to the corner store to get a pack of smokes 20 years later and she still hasn't come back with the pack of smokes. Hell, I smoke every day. I go to that very corner store and purchase a pack. Nah, not because I think she's ever going to come back. Nah, that's not it. Okay, maybe the first 15 times. I thought maybe, just maybe, she, she would be in there. I would get to hug her and tell her. Tell her things are going to be okay. Dad only beats us now. She, she wouldn't have to worry. He misses her, you know. He was never the same after she left. So, Doc, you want to talk man to man, yeah? I come from a broken home. So broke, we had no food to eat. We fed off each other's anger, frustration. Sometimes for dessert, a little bit of hope. Just a little bit. But hope was a luxury item we knew we weren't able to afford. These hard streets as a black boy. As a black boy? Hopes and dreams means making it to 30. So yeah, that night I came home, I might have had a little too much to drink. Maybe after seeing my wife in bed with my best friend? Yeah, maybe I got just a little too angry that I smacked a bitch. As for Frank, my former friend, let's just say I finally taught him how to use a golf club. The nerve of my wife trying to explain to me why she did what she did. So I let her have the back of my hand, the front too. 
I get up every day, no complaints, to make sure you and the kids are comfortable. This, this is what you do to me? Whatever happened to those vows, love and obey till death do us part? Remember those? S sorry, Doc. I guess I got a little carried away. It's okay, John. Where you are is a safe place to freely express yourself. No judgments here. Would anyone else like to share? I think I might have something to say, Doc. Okay, Stephen, go ahead. The floor is yours. So, John, you want to talk man to man? Well, let's talk. My mother? Yeah, I have a mother story, too. Get this? At least you know your mother. She at least stayed with you for a few years. My mom, not even 24 hours later, she couldn't even wait until I had a day in this motherfucking world. She threw me in a pit latrine. Yeah, I said it. A pit latrine. So until the woman who birthed you takes you and throws you into a pit full of shit without even the courtesy of giving me up for adoption, without leaving me at a monastery, you don't know pain, my brother. As long as I can recall, I've always felt like shit. Maybe it's because of my circumstance. Who knows, but you? You smoke five or even ten packs a day. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Stephen? I'm sorry, Doc. It still hurts, you know? Sorry, bro. But yeah, I promised myself when I had kids, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make them feel like shit. I'd hug them and pick them up from school. I'd be super dad but I got so caught up trying to make that bread so they'd be comfortable. I forgot that every child needs emotional stability. So while I was out making sure we were financially good, they were emotionally feeling like shit. My 15-year-old daughter ran into the arms of her teacher, got pregnant, while my youngest, my baby boy, my sweet, baby boy. He started hanging with the wrong crowd and was shot during a drive-by. All I can remember were the screams, but I was too tired to care, care enough to look outside where my son was bleeding out on the cold asphalt. I heard someone say, Mr. Green, they shot your son. It had to be another Mr. Green. When they started banging on my gate, I looked out my window and saw my son's body on the ground. His eyes fixed on me. I ran out, held him in my arms. The last thing he said was, Dad, why am I so cold? Why am I so cold? So if you think you know pain, you don't know pain until you feel like shit. Most days I feel like I'm drowning can't come up for air. Most days I look out the window, no sunlight to spare. I try to breathe, 
a breath of fresh air. But something tells me cling to despair. Hallucinating, standing in a lonely room, asphyxiated, staring down my forever tomb. Will anything save my dilapidated soul? I don't know. What I do know is I've lost the will to live, lost the energy to give. My broken heart can no longer stay afloat. The seas of life have destroyed my soul. Robin, you have something to say? So you all say you want to talk, man to man. Well, okay, let's talk. My father, my father, never mind. I thought I had the strength to talk, but it, it, talk, goddammit, he raped me. Stole my dignity, stole my masculinity. I've tried taking my life too many times to count. I overdosed on heroin, crack and cocaine. I've even overdosed on painkillers. I've never been able to hold a job for too long. But I needed the drugs to take me to a place where he didn't exist. When I had no job to fund my addiction, I started... I started, I started, I sucked dick for my addiction. These tears you see running down my face are maps to my story. And these track marks, they tell my story. I'm crying right now, not because I'm weak. I'm crying because I'm strong. I'm crying because Every time I look at my hands, I realize I could have been dead. Well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of our session today. I need to speak. Travis, unfortunately, the session has ended for I need to speak. Okay, calm down. Go ahead. I'm gonna be brief. It was Sunday. Sunday afternoon, I was home, nothing to do. So I jumped in my car, went to the bar to have just a little pick-me-up. The last of six kids. I don't think I mattered. No one had time for me. Got into drinking hard liquor in high school. My addiction stopped my professional football career. It made my wife divorce me. And every time I meet a new woman, I can't stand at attention, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I digress. So I was at the bar till late, decided to go home. But I was a little tipsy. I got in my car, started my journey home, fell asleep at the wheel, ran a red light and crashed into a car. Killing two kids and their mom on impact left their dad in the hospital for weeks. My first thought was to run, just run. I realized my right leg was crushed. I was cut from the car. While the paramedics were taking me into the ambulance, the hearse was taking away the man's entire family. I wish that day I died. You wanna know pain? 
I mean real pain. The day I saw the man in court, after they sentenced me to life for manslaughter, he asked them to wait. He needed to say something to me. He said, I forgive you. You need to forgive yourself. So if anyone wants to talk man to man, visiting hours are on Thursdays at 442 County Lockup.